Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Okay, before we get started, I want to tell you about our first sponsor for today's episode, Heart and Soul Weddings. Heart and Soul Weddings is a wedding planning service that plans events that uniquely capture your vision. As a recent bride, trust me when I tell you that hiring someone who knows the wedding world and can take over on the day for you so you can just celebrate is so important. Marie from Heart and Soul Weddings was actually that very person for me and my husband. Everyone from my bridal party to family, to friends, loved her, and we all recommend her still. And we've all been in a ton of weddings, so that says a lot. If you're a bride-to-be this year or next year or the year after that, set up a free consultation with Marie at heartandsoulweddings.com. I'm telling you, I cannot imagine how my day would have gone without her, and I don't want to have to imagine it. I don't want you to have to imagine it either. Go chat with Marie, and then you and I can drink chai and swap stories on how great of a wedding planner she is. That's heartandsoulweddings.com. Hello friend and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast and I am so excited that you are here. I'm also so excited for today's episode but before we continue I just want you to know that I am for you. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, for you to live purposefully and I hope and pray that you're encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. I want to encourage you too before we start to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode with them, just one person, build them up in their walk with Christ. I know that I can't wait to share it with all of my friends, which is all of you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode um, and leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Okay, so whether you are taking notes, cleaning your house, cooking, driving home from work, maybe you're at work, get ready to be encouraged and equipped. Today we are talking about something that is so near and dear to my heart. It's a topic we actually talked about when the podcast first started in some capacity. And it's a topic that you guys requested through Instagram messages and that little Q&A box thing um, about it, a bunch of people flooded with this general topic. So we're going to take a bunch of um, smaller questions surrounding this topic and pile it into this episode. Overall, this episode is how to create and maintain godly friendships. Before we continue, I want to tell you about another sponsor for today's episode, Sand and City. Sand and City is a shop that designs, creates, and of course sells clay earrings. And you guys, I just bought from this business last month. I'm not exaggerating. Go get some handmade art that meets everyday wear. Sand and City is a woman-run and Christian-run business. I know the two ladies who run this business personally, and they are such gems who put so much care into each piece that they create and it shows because these earrings are so cute. I think I have at least six pairs in my room right now. Um, they even have a pair named after me, yours truly. It's also currently in my room so go check that out. You can find Sand and City on Instagram at Sand and City 2 or on Etsy and they will be linked in the show notes and guess what? For the month of May, exclusively 
exclusive to She Lives Purposely podcast listeners. They are giving you 15% off with the code SLP15 and it's free shipping after $35. I especially love the Camilla earring. So go grab that and we can match. Go support women run and Christian run businesses and get some handmade clay earrings you'll wear on the regular. So I am so excited to talk about godly friendships, how to create them, and how to maintain them, Um, because the Bible actually talks a lot about friendship, what a good friend looks like, what a bad friend looks like, and the importance of community and having people you can trust in your life. So why is friendship important? We're going to dive right in. I want to to just say... um, I guess I want to encourage you to do this to, as we're talking about friends, good friends, bad friends, how to be a good and bad friend, or, you know, how to avoid being a bad friend and how to be a good friend, how to create and maintain these godly friendships. I want you to think about the people in your life that you have right now, the people that are your closest friends, the people that are your friends, the people who are pouring into you, who are impacting you, who are affecting you and see, you know, are these people good friends? Are they people that I can maintain godly friendships with? Are they godly? Are they pouring into my life in the right ways? And even reflect, you know, on your own friendship of like your, how you're a friend to other people. Am I a good friend? Am I a godly friend? Um, and am I creating and maintaining godly friendships? So I just want to put that out there. It's a hard thing to do to kind of like have this introspection and think, okay, am I doing this? Do I have these people in my life? But when we dive into scripture and the things that the Lord calls us to, it's really important to actually obey those things and implement those things. It's one thing to just hear wisdom in the Bible, like the book of Proverbs. We're going to read a lot from, um, and even in Psalms too, but it's another thing to take those truths, to take the things that the Lord says and actually live them out in our lives. So I just want to encourage you to do that before we dive in. But now that I said that we're going to dive in. So why is friendship important as people? we need to be built up and encouraged. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. In Ecclesiastes 4.10, it says, pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So we need each other because we can lift each other up. And if we don't have people, there's a chance that we are going to fall. God considers friendship. This is another reason that friendship is important. God considers friendship good and pleasant. That is in Psalm 133 verse 1. And then in Romans 12 10, we are called to love others first and honor others first. And we can't do those things alone. We can't do those things if we don't have others to honor and to love in our lives. Okay, so now that we know why friendship is important, because we need to be built up and encouraged, we need to do that for other people, God considers it good and pleasant, and we're called to love and honor other people before even ourselves. The next thing we have to come and think about is, you know, who are the people that I do have in my life? So we're going to talk about a kind of hard topic in this short section of the podcast, Um but leaving old and unbeneficial friends behind. And this can sound like a selfish statement, you know, to um, 
basically, you know, if people don't benefit me, that kind of mentality. But that's not really what we're going for here. The purpose of this is like, are these people build pouring into my life spiritually? Are they drawing me closer to the Lord? Is it iron sharpening iron? Or is it something that is pulling me down? Um, so we're just going to talk about that. Just talking about how we should be choosing our friends carefully. But before we go even into the practicality of, okay, you have concluded that maybe there are old friends that you need to leave behind, people who are actually pulling you down instead of pulling you up in your walk with the Lord. Um, And we're going to talk about kind of how to do that, some steps to do that. Something that we really need to focus on is what does an ungodly friendship look like? Um, and so we're going to go through some verses here and, and talk about what an ungodly friendship looks like. And again, I want you to reflect on the people in your own life and even reflect on yourself. And if you, um, are any of these things and to be really prayerful about that. Um, so again, why does this matter? First Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And so we have to be on guard about who we allow to pour into our lives um, and who we allow into our innermost circles. Okay, so what does an ungodly friend look like according to scripture? In Colossians 3.13, unforgiveness and holding grudges or wrongs over each other is a quality of a not great friend. So somebody who's unforgiving, who's holding grudges, who's holding your wrongs against you, against other people. Um, Forgiveness is something that the Lord calls us to. And so to go against that is not being a good friend. Um, Someone who withholds kindness. We see that in Job 6.14. Someone who is a gossiper in Proverbs 16.28. Someone who is a perverse person, which is also in Proverbs 16.28. Someone who repeats an offense, that's Proverbs 17.9. Someone who is unreliable, that's Proverbs 18.24. Someone who is hot-tempered or easily angered, that's Proverbs 22.24-25. And someone who is a fool, Proverbs 13.20 actually says that we will suffer harm with them if we are, you know, friends with somebody who is a fool. Okay. And then before we, again, we dive into, you know, like, what do I do if there is an ungodly friend in my life? Um, let's take a look at too, you know, we have these people and we're like, is there really something better out there though? This is all that I've ever known. Maybe that's a real question you have. Um, and have thought to yourself is there's not really a ton of great friends out there, at least not in my experience, something along those lines. I'm going to go through what a godly friendship looks like. And I want to encourage you that these friendships are out there. This body of Christ is out there. This community is out there and the Lord wants this for you. So um, just looking at some of the same verses and some new verses here, going back to Colossians 3.13, Um, which talks about, you know, being unforgiving, like that's a bad friend. On the flip side, forgiving one another is being a good friend. In Proverbs 17, 9, someone who fosters love is a godly friend. In Proverbs 27, 9, someone who gives heartfelt advice, someone who's not a yes man. We see that a lot in the book of Esther 2 which we are going through um, in on Monday. So I encourage you to hop into that study as well. Um, but yeah, someone who actually gives heartfelt advice and is not just a yes man is really important. And again, that's Proverbs 27, 9. Um, in 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10, it's someone who is hospitable. 
And then, you know, just someone who is loving, someone who is with you, not just in the good times, but also in adversity. That's Proverbs 17, 17. Someone who goes out of their way and comes to you in your troubles to sympathize and comfort. That's um, in Job 2. Job's friends, although they had their flaws, they left their homes to come be with Job in Job 2. Um, in Proverbs 13, 20 says, someone who is wise, that's also a godly friend. Um, and someone kind of tying in with that real heartfelt advice, someone who will lovingly be real with you and wound you rather than be your enemy and flatter you. So, you know, that's Proverbs 27, five through six, somebody who is going to be real with you and cares with you, cares about you, even if it hurts versus somebody who's just going to flatter you, but they don't care because it's not actually real advice or real input. Um, So they're just saying all the things you want to hear. And that's not something that you want. Um, So that's kind of the contrast between um, some aspects of an ungodly friend versus a godly friend. I think just from my own experience too, a godly friend is someone who's going to be encouraging you in the Lord, someone who's praying for you, checking in on you. And vice versa, being a godly friend is doing those things who is going to redirect your heart and your mind to the Lord when things maybe are going wrong or maybe you're being really, you know, in a negative situation and you're just having a negative mentality and they're redirecting you to the things of the Lord. Someone too who is going to call you out. Like I've had friends hold me accountable to things um, so that they can call me out when I tell them I did or didn't do something I wasn't supposed to do or was supposed to do. Um, so having people who their lives are centered on Christ so that when you two come together and are friends, your relationship and your friendship is centered on Christ, um, is so important. So let's say again that you are noticing, okay, like I think I do have some um, friends who are pulling me down in my walk with the Lord instead of building me up. What do I do? Um, And in this case, you know, I'm just going to be talking about basically you've decided it's probably time to make new friends. It's probably time to distance yourself from these people. That doesn't mean you can't love them, but it does mean that you're not um, having like late night parties, late night, anything sleepovers, whatever you're doing with your friends. Um, these are people, you know, they can be friends from a distance. If you even feel like that's healthy, sometimes it's important to just like cut things off. Um, but these aren't people that should be in your innermost circle. They aren't the people that should be the people you hang out with the most or talk to the most, um, anymore because remember they are pulling you down and that is, um, something that we need to be on top of because again, first Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good character. So my recommendation for that side of things is to be open with these people about why. Tell them that you're looking to pursue the things of the Lord, the things of God, and you love them, but that you need to be doing that in your own life. And maybe you need people who build you up in those things. Then again, I would really cut off if that's something that you feel like is necessary for the situation that you're in. Um, Love them, you know, occasional coffee shop hangs, things like that, catching up, but no parties, um, no, not just having them as core people in your life any longer. Um, and that's kind of just the quick process that that really takes. It's something that, um, doesn't have to be very strenuous. It is obviously a very hard thing, especially because, 
Um, if these people are your friends, they're your friends for a reason. And maybe you have a really great shared history and um, memories and all of these things. However, it is really, really, really crucial. Again, just going back to that first Corinthians 15, 33 verse to have solid people in your life pouring into you because your character, your walk with the Lord is at stake. It really is. Um, and who we surround ourselves with and get input from and advice from and start to hang out with and act like a hundred percent, a hundred percent affects what we believe and prioritize and value and who we become and what we become like. And that all roots into, you know, what we allow to influence us and friends, relationships, that is like the tip top of like things that influence us um, more so than most other things that we allow in our life. And this again, especially applies to your innermost circle, making sure that they will build you up in what's important. And, um, most importantly, what they should be building you up in is your walk with God. If you are a believer, um, okay. So that was kind of just a little bit about what to do with people who are pulling you down in your life. I just want to encourage you. I know it's difficult, but you do have the freedom to, and and the responsibility rather to be picky with who you allow into your innermost circle. Um, and I think it's cool too, when we look at the life of Jesus even, and we see the people that he had around, like he constantly had big crowds around him and he had a lot of disciples with him, but his innermost circle, those 12 people were handpicked. And then you see there's even an even smaller circle, three people who go with him to the quiet places and different things. And they have even more intimate experiences than the 12 did. And those are handpicked people. Um, they're people that the Lord knew exactly who he was bringing into his life. And I think that we can um, do something similar in being very, I don't want to use the word picky, but I guess picky or choice oriented with who we allow into our lives because it really is important. We are all called to things. The Lord has callings on our life. He calls us to obedience. You know, we're, we're supposed to be walking in faith and all of these things, these lives of faith that we are living, these races that we are running in the Lord. We need people to be building us up and cheering us on. And we need to, we need to do the same thing for other people. Um, and so we have to have those people around us. And if people are pulling us down, again, that is going to literally affect um, our walk with the Lord. It's going to affect what we believe, who we become, all of that. Um, and, and so we need to be on guard about those things. So pivoting big time. We talked about, you know, what an ungodly friend looks like, what a godly friend looks like, what we do with the people who are pulling us down in our lives, in our walks with the Lord. Um, and now we are going to talk about how to create and maintain godly friendships. So really let's, you know, come into how to create godly friendships. And one thing I would say, um, is to go to the places and hang out in the places that godly people are at. Bible studies, prayer services, church services, serving in church. Go to those places, hang out in those places. Um, you know, if you're looking for dolphins, you're not going to go to the desert. And so if you're looking for people who are a very specific type of friend, then you have to go to the places where those specific type of people are. Um, and then once you're there, I want to encourage you to, to reach out 
don't wait for them. It's like kindergarten, reach out, be a little awkward, introduce yourself, ask if you can sit with them at church or at a Bible study. Then as that small friendship develops, start hanging out outside of church, do life together and serve together, be at all of these activities together. And that is gradually how those friendships develop. Close friendships can develop really quickly, but more often than not, it takes time and trust and, you know, building that relationship. So be in it for the long haul. Um, But I want to encourage you in that too, to be someone who reaches out. Um, Don't just wait and be upset if nobody reaches out to you. Go out, reach out. and, and start that, initiate that friendship. Um, one of my best friends today, her name is Julia. She was actually on the podcast with us um, last year, was someone who went to our church's young adults Bible study one day by herself. And I don't do this as often as I should, but some of my friends and I went up and asked her if she wanted to sit with us. And she did. And we started small talk. And then gradually we went on retreats together. And then we were carpooling together. And we went to all the studies. She got super plugged in. And next thing you know, I'm running all of my She Lives Purposefully ideas past her before I do them. We're going to California together. She's in my wedding. This friendship was so centered on church and Christ. And even outside of the church um, became a place where we talked a lot about the Lord and our prayer requests and struggles and dreams. Um, And I'll actually link the podcast that she was on. And it's a really encouraging one about standing firm in your faith, um, specifically if you're in college, but really applies to if you are not in college. Um, But all that to say is She's one of my best friends now, and that relationship, that friendship began because she decided to step out and come to church, and that's where I was at, that's where my friends were at, who were also, you know, a lot of them were in my wedding too, Um, and then we started to do church life together, which led to doing other, like, just life things together, always involving the Lord, Um, and we're actually hanging out tonight, so it's super exciting, but I want to encourage you that those things are possible. It's happened in my own life, and it's one of my you know, now best friends. Um, but anyways, go to the places that Christians are, be awkward, introduce yourself, stay in the places that Christians are. Don't just hop around because nobody talked to you the first time, you know, make sure that you're intentional, um, in those places too. Best friendships don't often happen in a two hour church event. So be sure to stay for the long haul to foster those things. If there is something to foster there. Um, and I want to encourage you too to be a godly friend, to create good godly friendships. Don't just look for them and expect other people to do that for you. Um, if you're only focused on receiving, that's something right there that might be holding you back. But that's more on the maintaining side of things and maintaining friendships. So we're going to hop into that part of this discussion right now. So we've talked about how to kind of create those friendships, how to find godly friends. We go where they are. We stay where they are. We initiate conversations. We do all the church things with them. And then gradually, you know, those relationships develop and we're doing the life things with them too. Um, And involving the Lord in all of it because he's at the center of it all. Um, but let's say that you're creating friendships and you recognize maybe it's in your own life or, or you just are curious, um, for the future, maybe you don't want friendships to crumble. You don't want them to be really great. And then all of a sudden you guys aren't talking a couple years later. Um, how do you maintain these godly friendships? Um, so let's look back to answer this question at the qualities of a godly friend. Love well. Focus on them, not on yourself. Forgive. That is an absolute must. B 
Be with them in the highs and the lows. Be real with them in love. So those are just some of the qualities that we heard about earlier in what is not a godly friend, what is a godly friend in those verses. Um, And so I'm just going to read that over one more time. Love well, focus on them, not on you. Forgive, be with them in the highs and lows, and be real with them in love. Be intentional and Jesus-focused. Be someone who encourages and prays for your friends, who asks about their lives and cheers them on. Be intentional about praying for their desires of their hearts in all seasons. Go to Bible studies and prayer services with them. Talk about what you're reading and what God is teaching you, what he's speaking to you about. Talk about your struggles. Be vulnerable. Be real with these people, with trusted people. Not with everybody, but with trusted people. Um, Be real and raw about the things that you need prayer for, too. Um, Not only doing it for them, but being open yourself about what, what you need. Pray and encourage instead of gossiping. That's a really, really, really important one. Um, You know, there's that saying that those who gossip with you are gossiping about you. And so it says a lot. Um, And so those are just kind of some small and seemingly like easy, applicable ways to maintain godly friendships. And you might be thinking like, no, it's so much bigger than that. Like we probably have to do all the things. Really, it is just being a good friend and being involved and selfless and wanting to pour into these people and actually being actively, you know, hanging out or talking with these people as well. Um, and always know it's a two-way street, a hundred percent. That's something that I think a lot of us struggle with. So just remember it is a two-way street. And I think sometimes we use that and apply that to other people. And sometimes, you know, it might be helpful to even apply that to ourselves that I need to be reaching out to more. I need to be more intentional. If there's friendships in your life that you want to maintain that are good, seek them out, like pursue that, encourage them, ask to hang out, all the things, um, be building each other up, be active in those ways, be a good part of the body of Christ that is, um, really pouring out and seeking and building up and encouraging and calling out even, um, and, and all those things. So I just, I really just want to encourage you with that. A long time godly friend is in it through the awkward and the hard. It's pretty on Instagram, but it's real behind the scenes. It's tears at Starbucks parking lots or in cars. It's talking about struggles and anxieties and fears and insecurities. It's choosing to not be offended and it's choosing to forgive. It's praying for them and it's checking in. It's being intentional with conversations. Um, It's all of those things. It is loving well. It is fostering love. It's giving heartfelt advice, being real. It's being hospitable. Um, It's being with people in the good times and the bad times, seeking them out when they're in sorrowful seasons. It's seeking the Lord to be wise and to be walking in his ways so that you can be a better, wise and gracious and loving and godly friend. It's being, you know, really intentional with your own walk with the Lord so that you can pour out better. Um, and those that's the qualities of a good friend and that's how to maintain a godly friendship I hope and pray um, that this episode was an encouragement for you um, and if you are in a season where you feel like you know you need more friends you want more friends I, I hope that this was something that was helpful for you to know that you are so loved whatever season you're in if you feel like you are flooded with too many good friends with right now or if you feel like you're in a drought of friendship 
know that the Lord sees you, he loves you, and he wants you to be involved in the body of Christ. He has the body of Christ for a reason. Um, and, and he, yeah, he loves you so much. Again, I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this episode. If you were, be sure to encourage and build up one friend today. Encourage your friends with this episode. Um, and if you haven't yet too, of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode. I'm so excited for next week's episodes. Um, and I cannot wait for us to chat again later. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.